Yeah, where's it coming from? Let's find out. Welcome to the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barbara Fisher, and tonight I'm talking with James Salcedo. He is a podcaster and a fellow experiencer. Hello, James. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me here. Well, thank you for, you know, contacting us and, and asking if, if we'd be interested in hearing you. So let's let's get down to your story. Uh, tell us, tell us your, your story. Yeah. Well, it started when I was a kid, maybe about around 13, 14. Um, I'm terrible. That's one of the first things I should say is I'm terrible with remembering when things happened as far as dates and all that stuff. Um, so that'll be a constant thing throughout this episode. Um, but, uh, so I was, um, really close with one of my cousins and his family had just moved into a bigger house. And uh, I would, was going over there for the first time to visit. And uh, he's a few years younger than me. But um, so, yeah, we were there. He has, um, it was my aunt and uncle and then two daughters and then uh, a son. And the, the son is the one that I uh, obviously was closer to. Um, so I went over there to visit for the first time. Once they had, they moved in, they were still unpacking everything. Um, they their basement was pretty much full of things, and they were in various stages of being unpacked, you know. But they were pathways; there it wasn't it wasn't hard to get around. Um, seemed really big. The basement seemed really big, you know, because I was a kid and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, it had um, the lights. You had to turn on the lights individually or turn them off. They had those mm-hmm. ropes that you'd come down from them. So Yeah, pull chains. Yeah, yeah. So we had the one on by the stairs leading upstairs because that's where the, the bathroom was at. And uh, then one on right over us, but the rest of the basement was dark. Mm. Now, at this point, we had no idea about, you know, stereotypical Hollywood tropes of basements and attics being terrible terrifying places you know we didn't even really think of ghosts at that point i mean i'm sure we'd seen cartoons here and there but that was not what we were into right right and um so also my cat is deciding to come over here and visit me so but anyway um so yeah we were in the basement we went to the basement and there was a big uh, couch bed set up down there and uh, that's where we were going to sleep for the night. And so we were just talking. I don't remember what about now, but I'm guessing, you know, kids stuff, toys and video games and stuff like that. And we looked into the back of the basement, which is behind the stairway, the staircase, darkest mm-hmm. part of the basement. 
um, there were windows up near the ceiling, but it was nighttime, you know, so there really wasn't much light coming in from those. Um, And they had clotheslines strung up among the rafters or the supports for the floor above. And uh, and they had some sheets hanging on some of these clotheslines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it's a five person family, you know? So yeah. Um, yeah. There lots always, of laundry. Yeah. Yeah. There is always lots of, lots of laundry in that basement. It seemed like, and I, I can't imagine, but um, so I've, I've always lived alone. So, but um. <laughs> And even just doing my laundry sometimes is like, uh, I don't want to do that. It's yeah. It's a forever thing. Yeah. (laughs) Laundry is the worst. I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. So, but, um, and there was one of these clotheslines in the back with a sheet hanging on it. And we noticed uh, above the sheet, we could see just the head of an elderly woman, an older woman. But there were no feet mm. on the floor. Mm. And the sheet was hanging up near the ceiling. So this person would have had to have been, even if they had been standing there, they would have been at least, probably at least six feet. Right. You and know. that's not an elderly lady size. Normally. No. I mean, I'm legally blind. I didn't mention that earlier. And. I'm extremely nearsighted and I'm terrible with measurements, but even I was like, that's not, that's not possible. There should yeah, that, be, feet that's there. not the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. There should be something there or something for them to be standing on, but there wasn't, you know? Yeah. Um, and she had curly hair. I was like, almost like it had been like a, uh, styled, you know, like in a, in a mm-hmm. salon or whatever. And she had glasses on and I, th- I don't remember exactly, but I feel like her eyes were like a blue or like a bright color. Mm -hmm. Um, This happened now, let me see, about 25 or more years ago. So um, memories are not the best. But she was looking at us and it was like, who are you and what are you doing here? Kind of a look. Mm. And we were frightened but we didn't know what to do. At first we were thinking of going to get his parents, my aunt and uncle, but we knew it wasn't a regular person. And we were afraid if we went and got them all and brought them downstairs and she wasn't there anymore, we'd be in trouble for yeah. making up stories, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and of course I don't think when they like, like, like that happens, you're thinking clearly. So of course we just stayed there, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so we decided, well, okay, we're not going to look in that direction anymore. And um, Because if you don't look at it, yeah, it's, it's not, not there. there. Yeah. And if you don't make eye contact, it's not your problem. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> the, the other weird thing about it was the fact that I could see it so well. Yeah. It, it, that was not, that shouldn't have been possible with my eyes. I should have just seen a blur, if anything. Right. So she so, was far enough away for your eyes that it would have been, you yeah. wouldn't have known what eye color she had. No, or I wouldn't have that seen That is glasses, interesting. You know, any of that. It would have just been a Yeah, big, I'm nearsighted. Yeah. It so may, if I don't like have a, my glasses on. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's how it would work for me too. It might have been like a, a brighter, 
brighter blur surrounding a, a slightly darker blur. Either way, it would have just been blurs. You know? Right. So, um, but yeah, so we decided, well, we're not going to look in that direction. And that's how we noticed a black cat that was also watching us. Uh, oh. But at first we didn't think it was anything strange. We were thinking more biological. Like right. maybe this cat had been hiding out in the basement all along. Or somehow mm -hmm. got in when the family was moving in. And we both like cats. So I did think it was weird, though, because I never heard it move to get to where it was. Right. Um, and it was a cement floor, and there was stuff all over the floor. I feel like I would have heard something, especially with how much I, I pay attention to what I hear. That's, that's how I compensate. Mm -hmm. For a lot of things. Um, but anyway, but still, we were thinking it was just a regular cat. And so we decided to get out of the bed. Still, while I'm not looking at that figure in the back. Right. And But of course, in getting out of the bed, it was a big couch bed and we were kids. So we had to look away as we were getting out of the bed. Right. And then when we turned back to where we had seen the cat, it wasn't there anymore. Right. And I was listening at this point, and I never heard anything. Right. So no little paws. No. You know, skittering across stuff on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There was even like a, a little, like a wicker basket. There was some like letters or envelopes in it right where this cat had been. Mm. So I don't know how it could have yeah, been there. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, so, so you had it. Did you ever look back to see if the old lady was still there? No, I, I, I feel like we, we were really careful about that. That was like, no, no, we're not looking back there. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah. So at this point, we, we realized the cat wasn't there. Now you would think maybe at this point we would have gone upstairs, but no, we, we were too freaked out. We just went back to the bed and yeah. got back into the bed, looked back there where the cat had been, and it was back there again. <laughs> That's so, interesting. Yeah. So Now, was he point, sitting in the same position he'd yeah, been in? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Black cat, like orangish, reddish eyes, just looking mm -hmm. at us. Didn't feel anything bad from it. We were just frightened. Same with the woman. We didn't feel anything evil from it. We were just, we were still afraid because it wasn't a normal well, human, it, you know? Yeah. That's unnatural. So, yeah. So, perfectly reasonable to be worried about that. But, yeah. So, we basically literally just looked at each other the rest of that night until we went to sleep. Which, of course, is another Did thing you, that ever you tell hear about, you know? Kids oh, going that, to sleep. that people can go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, adults do it too. Adults, yeah. You know? yep. Yeah. It's, I don't know how I did it, but I went straight to sleep. I'm not one of those people usually. Yeah. I'm, if I'm up, I'm up, I'm done. You know, I've seen something creepy. It's, it's time to sit in the living room and read a book, preferably right. a not creepy book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of people who can go right back to sleep. Yeah, and it amazes me every time. 
like, wow, you have oh, a yeah. superpower, man. It amazes me when it happens too to myself. I'm like, how did I do that? So, yeah. But that was my first experience ever, and that was only my first experience in that house. Mm, so did you see her again or her cat? Or we the might, cat? We don't know it was hers. Yeah, we might have seen the cat. I'm not sure if it was the same one one other time. In my cousin's bedroom, um, he had these shelves that were up near the ceiling uh, for just like knickknacks and stuff, I guess. I don't even didn't even see what was up there, but there's one time late at night when it was dark in there and everything. Um, we saw a cat on this upper shelf in this corner. Nothing anywhere near near the thing for it to jump onto. And it was just sitting there again and just mm-hmm. looking down. And then eventually it dis- dis- disappeared. It vanished. Hmm. Um, well, he seemed to like you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interested if nothing else. So yeah, but yeah, I never saw the lady again. Um, saw something mm-hmm. else in the house, but I never saw the lady again. And you never know with that, you know, if there's if there are multiple things or if they're taking if they're one thing taking different forms. You know, yeah, it's always hard yeah, to say. That's always a question, especially when you're kids. You don't know how to do any kind of looking into things or investigating or, you know. Any of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, what else did you see then? Well, um, yeah. So I used to go over there every weekend or every other weekend as a kid. Um, I never, I had a lot of people I, I knew in school that were kind of friends, but never really went to visit them in their own houses. Um, I don't know why, just the way I was, maybe too shy or whatever. But, so I'd always go and visit my cousin. And so maybe a few weeks after that first sighting, I'm not sure how long, but not long after that, we were, we camped, camped out in the upstairs uh, front living room or sitting room. Mm-hmm. And we were just on blankets, you know, on the floor. It was summertime. Yeah. So didn't, didn't need anything on us. And um, it was nighttime. We were kind of talking, but, my cousin was starting to fall asleep a little bit, I think, because he wasn't talking as much. I've always been a night night person anyway. Um, and we started to see this light coming down the stairwell to our right. Um, it was outside of the room, but we could see the, the stairwell a little bit from where we were at. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, bright. It was like a white light, human-sized but we couldn't see any individual arms or legs. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, it came down the stairs. Now, the other interesting thing about this, whatever this was, there was something in the middle of it, like floating in the middle of it. And the best I can describe it, and I've never heard of this anywhere else, is it was like a giant cat's claw. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So and it was curved and kind of pointed at one end, but wider at the other. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. It was. That's, yeah. That's interesting. It was really strange. Mm. Um, like I said, I've heard a lot of, I've listened to a lot of um, paranormal, you know, experience or shows over the years now. 
And I've never heard of anything quite like that. That is interesting. I'm trying to think of what that shape could signify. I'm sketching it out, looking at it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But so it came down the stairs, and then it came into the room we were in and floated right by our feet past us. Past my side, I could have reached out with one arm and put my hand through wherever it was. And Did you then, feel anything? No, I, I, it was mainly just all, just a visual thing. I didn't okay. feel it was bad, but I didn't feel mm-hmm. like it was, I didn't know if it was good either. You know, but mm-hmm. I didn't really get any feelings from it. And um, it floated through the room, out um, into the room behind it, that room we were in, which was the dining room. And I didn't like the idea of not knowing where it was going. You know? mm, yeah. So I That's actually, fair. I, yeah, I got up out of my blanket a little bit and kind of crawled over to, uh, to the corner there where it had gone by. And I saw it pass through the dining room table and chairs. Hmm. And then go out through the back window and wall. It was like a half window, like a half window or whatever, whatever, just a window and a wall. That's interesting. So it just went through the furniture and out the window and the wall all at the same time. That's interesting. It would have been floating a good few feet off of the ground as well at that point once it got outside. Right. So... And it just drifted off, and I, I lost sight of it. And But after that, at that point, I was like, okay, well, at least I saw where it went, you know. Right, right. So, um, wow. Yeah, we didn't know what to make Now, of that. did your cousin wake back up after that? Oh, he saw it did go he, by he, us. Yeah, he woke up as it was yeah. happening. Yeah. But he didn't want to go and look in the dining room like no. I did. Which I don't blame him. I think that's just you're going to do one or two things. You're either going to. You want to stay there, or you're going to want to make sure you know see where it's going, right? Or go the opposite direction, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess there's an option. I forgot about that one. Um, well, you know, oh, uh, it was we, I was staying at the house, and he was that was his house, so I guess kind of going too far wouldn't have might not have been good either, <laughs> yeah. So, wouldn't have helped, yeah, but um. So I don't know about that. What that was, I did see that thing one more time, and that time was scarier because it was at night again. But it was also, it was just me this time that saw mm-hmm. it because my my cousin had fallen asleep. Um, this is another weekend. We were um we were in his bedroom, and he had one of those uh, bunk beds with the bottom one removed, so you could have like a desk. And right. everything under right. it. So a loft kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And so he was up in his bunk bed because I don't climb those things. I never have wanted to. Um, and so I was just spread out on like a blanket again and you know, pillows and on the floor. And um the door to the room was closed. And as I was laying there, I saw a light coming through the door, and it was this thing. Now this door was like I could see the door fine. It was pretty, it was close enough. Not a very big bedroom. And it stopped right in front of me in between me and the door. Mm. And I did not like that. Um, 
but I didn't know what else to do, so I just stared, stayed laying there looking at it. And I started seeing these other blurs of light forming in the air between us. Hmm. And um, they started stretching out a little bit until basically what I was looking at were like mannequin arms and legs hmm. is the shape. But, and I say mannequin because it wasn't like a horror movie. You know, there wasn't any gore, you know. Right. But still, I mean, it was floating arms and legs. Yeah, that's that's disturbing. Yeah, and it that and were they still was, made of light? Like they... that was even scarier. They they looked more like they were flesh. They didn't look like oh, it was mannequins in the shape, but more like flesh right. In the, oh, yeah. mm. were they? And, did they look like they were the, you know, the left and right arm to go to a body, and there was just an invisible body in between, or were they just kind of randomly? They were around. randomly there, but there was only the oh. four. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Like I just that. realized that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have Funny rather how... liked it if it was just the body was invisible. You know, the trunk yeah. and the and the head. That would have made me feel better. This is why. Like... Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, randomly moving around. Mm, yeah. That, yeah. If I was a little kid, that would have really bugged me. Well, and I was stuck. I mean, there was literally no. Yeah. That, what are you gonna do? But. Yeah, and ooh. but I, it's funny. I just realized that when you asked that, that there was only the four. I've told the story on hmm. other podcasts over the years, and I never realized that until just now. <laughs> That's why I like doing these because you never know what you'll what you'll figure out. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, but um, so yeah, and of course, I I couldn't go anywhere, so. I just closed my eyes against all this, and um, and eventually, somehow, again, I don't know how, I fell asleep. And that's um, probably, yeah. I think that's a, a very rational thing to do. Yeah. So that was um. My only other sighting there, the rest of what happened from then on were just sounds. And it was kind of over over time, like every once in a while there'd be sounds. I'm almost wondering now if it was more sounds as time went on because we were getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, and less interested and, and maybe even a little bit less afraid because, okay, we'd already gone through all this other stuff. You know, right. But we would hear we'd be in the second floor and we would hear doors opening and closing on the ground floor. When we knew we were the only ones in the house, this was, you know, I was 15 or 16, probably at this point and uh, middle of the day. So, you know, it was right. family was was OK with us being there ourselves at that point because I was we were both decent kids, you know. Right. You weren't um, setting things on fire and doing yeah. the things that yeah. you know, delinquents do. You were good kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we weren't going to go anywhere. It's not like I was going to, you know, take the car for a drive or anything like that. So, right. You know, but um, we would hear these doors opening and closing, but we'd know we were the only ones there and there would never be any sounds of a vehicle pulling into the driveway, but, you know, in front of our, uh, that room that we were in, in my cousin's bedroom at the time. And we go down there. We did the first three times, 
and all the doors were where they had been before. Yeah. So it was just sounds. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Now the last. Did you ever that, tell any adults? No, we didn't know what to make of it, so and we didn't. So you just. Yeah. Kept it to yourselves. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Last thing that happened there was around that same time. And this was the middle of the day this time. Um, and again, we were there ourselves. What's funny is we were kind of, I don't know what we were, how we were, what we were doing exactly, but we were sorting out or rearranging um, sports uh, trade, trade trading cards, I guess you call them, for my dad in the, in the, the front room um, where we had seen that white thing that first time. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking and looking through these cards and, I mean, just just there. And we heard a knock on the underside of the ceiling on the from the basement level beneath us. Mm. And it was a soft knock, and it came from the edge of the room. And at first we thought, well, maybe it's the plumbing or electrical or whatever. Yeah, it's you reasonable. Know. And... um but then it happened again, and it was a little bit closer to the center of the room, and it was a little bit louder. And we just tried to brush it off again, although at this point it was like, eh, I don't know if that's really that's possible. Um, the only thing that made it seem like it might be is that it was like going in a line, but that's about it, you know. And mm-hmm. so we kept on talking and <laughs> talking a little bit louder, you know, and leaving less space in between what we were talking about for noises to pop up, you know, and, but mm-hmm. it kept on going another, another few bumps <laughs> as we were talking, you know, each one a little bit louder, each one a little bit closer to the center of the room. Um, which mm-hmm. of course that room was right on top of that back corner of the basement where we saw that lady the first time. Yeah. I was about to ask that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And, um, so of course we were sitting there still, still still just trying to ignore it, and then of course this, it did it this one last final time, and it was like a boom, and the floor shook. Ooh! And so that's when we decided, okay, we're gonna go and sit outside on the porch. Luckily, the weather was good, and we're gonna wait for someone else to come home. And that's what we did. We waited until his dad got home, my uncle got home, and we went back in there with him, and of course everything was fine. But that's so it was only you two and the the girls didn't mention hearing or seeing anything weird. No, no. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I kind of wonder now at this point if it was somehow drawn to me because my cousin never mentioned any other experiences there when it was just him. Right. And that's another thing that's kind of come up in doing these interviews for shows. Uh, you know, so um, I always tell people, I'm not doing these because I want all the attention. I'm doing these because you never know what people will think of and ask, you know, when you when right. they hear these stories. That's what I love about these. Right. So, um, but yeah. And it'll I, pull a detail out of you that maybe you... Yeah, missed. like the arms and the legs. I hadn't realized that it was literally, it was just four. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah. So that was the last thing at the house other than I had some years later, I had some um, out of body or astral travel experiences where I went there after the family had already sold the house. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I can go into those if you want there. They're, you know. Sure. So sure. I've had, it's I've interesting had, that, that you went back there. It is. Yeah. And I still go back there once in a while. And sometimes hmm. this kind of gets even further and further out there. Cause sometimes the house is not like it's bigger than it actually is. Mm -hmm. I sometimes I wonder if it's, if I'm like, cause I totally believe in alternate or parallel dimensions or universes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I wonder if some of, some of the times when I go there and it's not like it was physically, I wonder if maybe, you know, in some way I'm visiting other places where it is different. Mm -hmm. um, because these always feel like more than just dreams when this happens. Right. So, but just getting back to the regular, the, the regular out of body experiences, those plain old ones, you know, <laughs> um, I would go there and the furniture would all be different. It was never the furniture that my, my family had while they were there. And, I'd just be wandering around. Luckily, no one was ever in there except for one time. I, I didn't have to see them. Um, but yeah, and then there was one time I went there. I appeared in the, in, in the house, and there was no furniture. And I'm wondering mm -hmm. if that was like in between owners or, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, this one time I went there, I, I had fallen asleep in the middle of the day because I do that well, a lot. Um because I don't really have a regular nine to five job. So I sleep at all hours, you know, whatever works. And right. And this out of body experience. And I know it was that because of the way it felt, but also it was daylight outside in this experience as well. Right. And I floated through the, I, I moved through the living room. I say floated or moved. I don't even know. I didn't feel like it was footsteps. It was more like I was just traveling through it. Mm-hmm. And um, I went through the, the the kitchen and into the other the, the main living room, which had like the TV and stuff. And I looked outside, and there was the back. They had a big um, a big deck, wooden deck outside in the back. And there it was. And I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, I'm here. I don't know who else is you know who lives here now, but I'm here. You know." That's interesting. The, the strangest one was the time I found myself in the basement and I could hear voices coming from upstairs and I literally floated up the stairs toward the door because I was like, Am I, is this, you know, what is this? Is that actually people, you know? Mm -hmm. and I don't remember what they were saying now, but it was just like regular conversation. And I was like, okay, I'm actually here. I'm going to stay here. I don't want to freak anyone out, you know? Right. By in case they could see up. you. That's, yeah. 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 So these all have happened just over the years. Once every, I don't know, five to five or more years, maybe 10 years sometimes. It's, it's, I always say I've had a lot of experiences over the years. Uh, so it sounds like I, I deal with all this stuff every day, but I don't. It's just that I'm, I'm going to be 40 in January. So like, you know, <laughs> I've had a lot right. of experiences just in that time. 
just here and there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 In my experience, it comes in cycles. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's quiet and nothing happens. And then other times it's just weird thing after weird thing after weird thing. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I get that in my apartment here. There'll be times where I'll have, I'll hear knocks and bangs and bumps for a few nights or a few, few, few nights every other night in a row and then nothing for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. So tell me about uh, your, your apartment then. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. It's really funny. I, I, I could, I've tried to do, um, to cover all my experiences, like in a, in a, see if I could cover them, like in a single episode of my own, my own show, my own podcast. Mm-hmm. And there's just no way this is not, yeah. you know, it'd take too long. But, um, so my apartment, when I first moved here, it was about 15, 16 years ago now. And, um, I started, I had these dreams. Again, it goes back to a lot of my stuff have, is connected with dreams. Mm-hmm. But this one day, well, it started actually, the, the first thing wasn't a dream, but it was, I had come back home from doing errands one day in the middle of the afternoon. And I had a couch bed out here in the, in the living room area. Um, I needed a couch, so someone of my family just gave me this couch, but it was also a bed, and which I, I liked, you know, actually. Um, so I decided to lay down and, and, and listen to a movie. And um, I fell asleep to it. And I, as I was laying there asleep, I felt someone sit down on the bed next to me. Now, I've always been, I live alone. I've never had anyone with me, you know, partnering like that. So uh, that, that surprised me. And I started to wake up and I mumbled, mumbled something like, who's there? And I heard this early teen, maybe at the oldest, a young girl's voice. And she laughed and she said, how can there be anyone here when you've double locked the door? Which I had done before I laid down. Hmm. And that woke me up the rest of the way. So I was, I started to sit up and open my eyes at the same time. And as I was doing this, the pressure lifted. Hmm. But when I was sitting up all the way and my eyes are open, there was no one in here. There was no sounds of anyone going away. Like I said, this is a small apartment. I could hear, you know, I could hear anyone in here no matter where they're at. If they're right. And I can get from one end of this place to the other myself in two minutes. And I am not fit in any physically fit in any way. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that was really interesting, but this was after so many of my other experiences. I wasn't really afraid, Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel like it was whoever it was was bad, you know? Right. Um, So, yeah, that was not long after I first moved in here. Um, So, like, 2006, 2007, around there. And... um, so I kind of was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, I wonder anything else will happen. So, and of course it did. Um, maybe a week or so later, I'm not sure, so, some days later, I went to bed in my bedroom. That was back when I was sleeping 
in the bedroom because it was just that's supposedly what you did. But since then, I've kind of moved out into my living room because I like to be by my computer and stuff and just mm-hmm. near everything. I like a more open room. And um, but I was in the bedroom laying down. I had fallen asleep. I had this dream where I was still in my bed, but there was a light on in the living room, which I had all the lights off when I went to bed that night. And I heard a, a, a man in, in the living room moving things around. And uh, he said out loud, um, where are you? I can't find you. Where did you go? And But it, he said it a lot more, a um, lot louder, you know, almost like a shout. And I didn't know what to do, so I just laid there. And as I was laying there, I realized, oh, this is a dream of some kind, you know. I just felt it. And so I, I went back to sleep. Well, also around this time, I there was a couple times I came home from doing errands or whatever, and as I was opening the door, I would hear that same girl, younger girl's voice, um, either laughing or talking, but I could never make out what she said. But it was like mm-hmm. she was still here, you know. And then she went quiet as soon as I came in. <laughs> so eventually, I had this dream where I actually saw her. Um, we were both in my bedroom closet in this dream. The closet was empty, even though it is definitely not empty in real life. Um, and we were sitting on the floor next to each other and it was a young girl and, but she had like a nightgown on. Um, I almost feel like it was an older fashioned nightgown. Like it wasn't, didn't look like it was modern. I don't know. Just the texture mm-hmm. of it was different. And uh, she had um, kind of long uh, brown hair. Mm -hmm. And as I was turning to look at her, she turned to look at me. And I I was surprised. I wasn't really scared of her, but I was surprised because it was a girl, but it was almost like she was trying to tell me, uh, you know, I've passed on. I've died. Because Mm -hmm. she, it looked like she was in the, basically the very beginning stages of, you know, again, not to be gruesome, but like decomposition. Right. And we just looked at each other for a minute and then that startled me so much. I woke up, you know? Yeah. But again, when I woke up and once I was, you know, I was aware I was, I wasn't afraid. I was just really, it was like, I felt like she was trying to tell me a story. Mm -hmm. And I was just starting to, yeah, I was just starting to realize that. And I was also, like I said, realizing, okay, whoever this is, she's not, you know, she's had all these opportunities to do to do whatever to me. She hasn't done anything bad, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm always aware of that, you know, the, the, the possibility of there being, you know, negative stuff out there. I've dealt with a couple of negative things that have come here and there, but this didn't feel like that, you know? And uh, so the last dream I had maybe a week or so after that. Um, it was even more intense in a way because I had um, my young, one of my younger sisters. Hmm, that was a bump that came from somewhere in here. Anyway, I don't even know if that was my cat or not. Sorry about that. That's okay. But, um, I heard it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's hard to tell if it was my cat getting into stuff or something else. But, um, yeah, so I I had my younger sister here, 
uh, I used to, she would, you, she would come over time over once a week um, in the summer. It, well, this is cause she was, she's younger. She was about, I don't know, seven or eight, maybe nine or 10. She's a little, little kid mm-hmm. still. And her dad, uh, my stepdad at, um, at the time would drop her off early in the morning though. So like she'd get here at like five 30 in the morning. And a lot of times we would go back to sleep for a couple hours. Right. I always let her use my bedroom and I would sleep out here in the living room. <clears throat> and so that happened this one morning, you know, we, we got um, settled in again once she got here and I had this dream where I was still in here in this apartment, but um, it was like the place was on fire and I could see the walls were kind of being burnt from the inside out and starting to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find my sister, but it wasn't me and it wasn't my sister I was trying to find. And mm. so I was looking around the living room and moving stuff around. And guess what I said? <laughs> I said, where are you? I can't find you. Where did you go? Just like that other dream I had. Mm-hmm. Um, that other man in the living room. And so I searched through the apartment except the bedroom. For some reason. It was not, you know, I didn't didn't think to look in there in that dream. And so eventually mm-hmm. I went outside, you know, to look around more. And um, the whole place was on fire and there was shouting and screaming all around. And that's when I started to wake up. Everything, you know, went dark and I started to wake up. And I opened my eyes and as I was laying there, I saw that same nightgown uh, pass me. Basically that girl in that nightgown. And she walked by the couch bed that I was in. And I wanted to get up. I wanted to get up and and try to communicate. But Mm -hmm. I was also afraid that I might trigger something that my sister might hear in the bedroom. Right. And she doesn't have any experience with that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, well, I got to just let the spirit, whoever she is, like I just let her go by, you know. Let her walk by yeah. until she was out of sight. And then I kept laying there for a while. And eventually my sister woke up. But that dream, I think it was the last piece in the story. Yeah. I think uh, somehow this this girl, the spirit of this girl, she was in a, a closet or a, a closed area of some kind. Whenever, wherever she was. And she passed away due to the fire mm-hmm. and being stuck in a uh, closed space for whatever reason, whether she was hiding or not, I don't know. But um, I never had any more dreams like that again. Um, I did hear her whispering one night as I was sleeping um, or kind of half sleeping. And she said something like buried by the church. And um, that was, you know, I was like, okay, well, thank you for talking. Again, I I wasn't really afraid, but that was where that ended at one time. Now, at this point, I was thinking, do I want to try to do some research into all this? You know, 
right. and I was considering it. Um, but I was thinking, you know, it would really help if I had a name to go with here. And I was thinking about this in the middle of the day one day. And by this point, I'd been listening to uh, podcasts and watching TV shows about all this stuff. And I uh, decided to get a little more proactive. And I, I remembered hearing that sometimes spirits can hear what you're thinking. You know? Right. And now I, when I think back on this, I don't, it's like, why? That was a big risk. Why'd you do that? You know, in a way. But I didn't feel like it was, again, it felt like it was just the spirit of a girl. Mm -hmm. And so I literally, in my mind, I just kind of sent out there all around me. You know, I'm interested in look, in trying to learn more about this, but I could use a name, you know, that it would help find a name. And I got one. And um, I'm not going to go into detail about it because it's not really important for the stories here. Um, mm -hmm. But it happens to match up with the name of one of the streets here in this town where I live. And it's not like an average name. Right. So, and after that, I never heard or felt anything from her again. Hmm. Maybe she just wanted somebody to remember her. I think it was, yeah, I think she just, I, she figured out somehow that I could, you know, I was receptive to picking up on that kind of stuff. And maybe the last few people that were here weren't, I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. and she just had to tell her story. Um, That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And I don't think it was about this apartment complex because I've never heard anything in the area about this place ever being on fire like that. And just the way, mm -hmm. the way, you know, her nightgown looked and everything. I feel like this was somewhere else, but she kind of, you know, used memories of mine, of, of my, the present environment to, uh, mm -hmm. You know, to tell our story. It could have been a house that was there before the apartment complex was built. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first uh, run of things that happened when I moved in here. So um, I've had other things, random bumps and bangs. I've had a, I've had a ghost cat that likes to stop by here once in a while. Um, does your does your own cat get upset with the ghost cat? They seem to to be okay with each other. They just they don't tend to be to go near each other. It seems like right. whenever I have anything happen, yeah. Whenever anything happens, I feel like it's the ghost cat. Logan is my cat's name is Logan. She's not near near where anything is happening. Right. So it's the ghost cat. Yeah. What's funny about that is. I used to think that Logan was always getting into my cupboards, my lower cupboards in my kitchen. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, it must have always been her. Well, this one day I heard that sound and I looked towards the kitchen. And as I was you know, starting to say, Logan, stop it. And I noticed she was laying on the floor right next to me. Yeah. So it was not her. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. And, um, this ghost cat likes to also likes to walk around on my bed when I'm when I'm laying mm -hmm. down sometimes. But what's funny about that is 
I never feel it jump on or off of the bed. It's just I feel the, the footsteps of it. Right. Just walk around the bed. Now I can feel when Logan jumps on or off the bed. It you know makes him moves around a bit, and I can feel that difference. Yeah. And again, whenever I hear that, Logan is not by me. And normally she lays down by my feet when, when I lay down. But in all those times, it's like she just, it's like, nope, the other cat's there. You know? <laughs> so. That's, I like that. Yeah, yeah, we have a couple of ghost cats in our house. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised by any of this. Yeah. I've even seen this, this cat a couple of times. Once, and once awake and once asleep. Once in a dream. <laughs> what it, what's it look like? It's a big fluffy white cat with Ooh. like blue eyes. Looks nothing like my 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 cat Logan, who is a tuxedo cat and uh. not fluffy. You know. Um, I saw it one day. I was coming home from doing errands again, and I saw what I thought was Logan in the window. I have this full height window next to the front door. Um, Charlie's cracks me up. It's like, oh, that, that's really secure, you know. Yeah, but, right next to the door. Yeah, that's that's why eventually I stopped doing using the double lock on the door because like someone wants to, you know, crazy enough wants to break in here, you know. <laughs> they don't need the lock to worry about the locks. They can just you know. yeah. Anyway, that's just one of those things. But um, so I was coming home and I I saw a cat in the window and I thought, oh, that's Logan. But that's weird. The sun must be falling on her just right where I can't see any of her colors. You know, that's what I was mm. thinking. And this cat walked behind the front door, which Logan will do. And I, so I thought, oh, yeah, it's probably, it's Logan, you know. And I get inside, I open the door, look around the door, no cat mm. of any kind. So I quickly closed the door and I was like, did I just see what I th- think I saw? Went inside further, and Logan was fast asleep on a rocking chair at the other end of the apartment. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that ghost cat just hanging out that one day. And, That's uh, interesting. Then I saw it up close in a dream one time. I was falling asleep in my chair in front of my computer. And um, I was just having regular dreams to start with, and then it all that kind of faded away, and there was this cat just kind of sitting on my stomach, not, you know, not dangerous, but just sitting there looking at me like, hi, I'm here, you know? <laughs> and then I started to wake up because I actually felt pressure. Well, it turns out Logan was also sitting on my stomach, which <laughs> this was only a few years ago. She doesn't do that anymore. Like she did that when she was a tiny kitten, but when she got right. to be full grown, she, do- she doesn't do that anymore. So she was picking up on something. Probably picking up on the other cat, you know, being there in my dreams and like, she hey, got jealous. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> hey, that's my guy. You <laughs> yeah, can't, you, you can't be just coming in here sitting on him. That's, that's yeah, cool. yeah. So that was really, it was funny. And of course, once I woke up, Logan jumped off. She's like, okay, yeah, we're good, you know. So <laughs> she didn't hang around. So you've you've seen two ghost cats then? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think it's the same one, but you know, I don't know. But, yeah. That's interesting. So, um, have you have you formulated why you hear rappings and and bangings? Is that? Do you think that's spirits? Do you think 
It's your own psychokinetic ability, something else. Yeah, I don't know. I never sense anything like any kind of a major presence when they happen. So it could just be me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I've I've become a lot more open to, you know, like when in my 20s and stuff and maybe even in the early 30s, I, I thought, oh, yeah, everything that happens, it's got to be spirits, you know, all the time. Right. That's it. But I've, you know, definitely become more open to other possibilities. And so I, I don't know. Um, it's hard to say. Sometimes it, the timing is weird. Like that, that bang just a little while ago, like sometimes that, that stuff will happen like while I'm recording, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of funny. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. It could be, could be me. Could just be, I live in a, the apartment complex I live in, in this area, it's all, it's for people with um, disabilities and seniors. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a sen- uh, uh, se- uh, senior, what do you call that? Nursing home. There we go. Words. Um, right behind my place, too. Right. So I had a funny experience with that one time, actually. I'm pretty sure I heard a couple, an older couple, basically just walking through the area on their way to that nursing home for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. because I was sitting here, this was not, not long after I moved in around the same time as all the stuff with that uh, ghost girl. Um, I was in, in here one time, one day, one, one afternoon, uh, I think it was like evening. It was starting to get dark outside. And I started hearing an older man and an older woman talking. And I, I don't remember what they were saying now. I think it was just like basic conversation. And they just, the sound just traveled right through my apartment, went from the front into the apartment Traveled all the way through. I, I literally tracked it. Like I was watching That's where I was hearing interesting. it. And yeah, it was heading towards a nursing home. That's interesting. I didn't get any bad feelings. You know, it wasn't, wasn't a bad experience. It was, it was really kind of funny. Cause it's like, obviously whoever they were, they, they, I'm guessing they didn't have any idea that they were, you know, overlapping into this, this level of reality or whatever. Right. They were just passing through. Maybe where they were at. Interesting. You know, maybe there was no apartments and that's why they just, you know, they didn't think about it. They weren't, they weren't invading anyone's space as far as they do, you know? Right. That's really interesting. (laughs) It was, it was really neat. I, I, I love talking about those experiences because so often anyone hears paranormal, they think, oh, Hollywood, scary movies, you know? It's all got to be dark and bad all the time. No, no, no. Nope. No. <laughs> no. No. How scary can a ghost cat be, really? I mean, yeah, pet cemetery, whatever, whatever. But, right, right. Know, <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, they're not particularly scary. No. Not to me, anyway. It's, it can still startle you. I know that much. It happens to me once in a while. I mean, like that bang. I, I didn't. Oh, yeah. You know, but that's not, I'm not afraid, you know. Of yeah. that. I only get afraid if I sense anything that feels bad. Then it's like, okay, yeah, you know, then I don't want to deal with that. But if I don't get a bad sense from whatever's happening, then I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's, I, I don't really, I don't really like to think of the paranormal as, as instantly spooky. Yeah. And, and even if, 
it's something that's unusual and it frightens you for a second. Sometimes after you get over that initial, ah, what was that? It's not frightening. It just yeah. exists. You know, it's like, it's like the creature that lives in our house. We call thing on the stairs. Yeah. He, he never has bothered anybody. You that's, know, he just likes to listen to people talk. That's so interesting when you were talking about that. Cause I, I have, and back again to that bedroom. Um, I have there's someone or something that likes to hang out in the in the main bedroom bedroom closet at night. Hmm. It doesn't do anything. It's never done anything except for once in a while I'll come out and just look around in the living room. I'll just see like a like a shadow figure kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then it goes back into the bedroom, and it just likes that bedroom. Yeah. And I'll, and the most that happen is sometimes if I have to go in there, I use that room for storage at this point. And, you know, every once in a while, and it doesn't even happen anymore. I think it got used to me, but I would feel like a presence, like, and it was basically just saying, you know, don't, don't, you know, leave me alone. I'm just here. I don't, I don't want, you know, I'm not here to cause any trouble. Just let me be, you know, let me be You're alone. Right. And I'm like, okay, I, I can do that. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to. You know, I don't, it's, I don't, I, I just rent the place. I'm not, I'm not going to be, you know, kicking right. anyone out if you're not causing trouble. And some people are freaked yeah. out with that. They're like, oh no, you gotta, you should probably get rid of that. It's like, no, no, it's not hurting anything. It's yeah. never done anything that, to me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel about, you know, things like that, like thing on the stairs. He ne- He's never done anything even to scare anybody. Right. He just, you know, likes to hang out on the stairs and listen to people in the living room talk. That's, yeah. he likes stories. Yeah. And if we're talking about the paranormal, oh, he's all about that. Yeah. The couple of times when I, I had, I saw this, this figure, it was like when I was listening to a, a, a podcast about all this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they're like, hey, they're talking about, you know, us. Yeah. <laughs> they're talking about where we are. You know, yeah. Maybe they'll get it. Maybe they'll figure it out. And it's so and funny because I had go, experience. Oh, no, they didn't figure it out. Yeah. I've had other experiences, same kind of thing, in other places like that. I mean, um, it's just, I, so I went to this, um, I talk about this a lot in more detail on my show because it's, it's a whole thing of its own. But I, um, I went to this training center for people with low or no vision couple of times over the years, once or twice when I was, when I was in high school. And then once about seven or eight years ago now. Um, mm-hmm. And this last time I went, there was a bunch of people that were into all this stuff and they would they'd be watching or listening to, uh, of course they'd be listening to stuff on TV, you know, the, the main shows and all that right. stuff. But I mean, it was, I was still interested in being with them because they were interested in that. So I didn't mind. And we'd be sitting there in this long, TV slash conference room, and we'd be seeing shadows. Those ones I could, we'd be seeing shadows moving around in the back that didn't make sense, and hearing right. little bumps and bangs. And it's like it was always when we, when we were had those kind of shows on, you know. Yep. Uh, yep. So Thing on the stairs liked it when we watched the the Ghost Hunters shows. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. It's just they're, um, they're interested. Yeah. Yeah. They they it's like. He wanted to know if if we understood that he was there. I mean, I talk to him sometimes because right. 
you know, I don't want him to think I, I'm ignoring him or something. Yeah. I'll do I, that I don't right. ever want him. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's polite. It is. Like if I have to go in that bed, that room, you know, to put something in there or take something out, I can always say before I go, you know, that's just me. I'm just, you know, coming in here to do this and I'll be right out, you know? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yep. That's really, really. Yeah, I, I like it when people live with their spirits or ghosts or whatever it is that, you know, they have in their house and they don't try to get rid of them. Yeah. No, I if, don't. You know, now, it's different if they're if if they're messing around and frightening people and yeah. doing doing harmful stuff. That's a completely different situation. Right. Um, but if it's if it's harmless and. In a way, I almost feel like thing on the stairs is sort of a guardian in a way, because we, we have had much less tendency for negative stuff to happen right. in, in my view, since we recognized that that thing on the stairs was there and, and, you know, we talked to him and, you know, let him know, oh, you're appreciated, you know, yeah, you're a good guy. So do you have, uh, so you've got a cat and you've yeah. got your creature in the closet. Yeah. I've also um, got some, something or someone that likes to, sometimes they'll, they'll make the the vertical blinds, just one or two of them swing mm. a little bit back and forth. Oh yeah. That's always fun. Yeah. And what's funny is for the longest time, I was the only one that would ever see that. And it was always like mm -hmm. the middle blind that would go back and forth, but none of the others on either side. And it was always when the, there was no, the heater or the AC were not on. Right. But this one time, my older sister, she comes and cleans for me when she can, you know, um, just because of my low vision. I also have no sense of smell and limited senses of touch and taste. So it's kind of hard to clean a lot, you know. Um, yeah. So she come over and clean for me. So this one time I had been doing laundry and I had to go get my last load of laundry from the, the clubhouse where the laundry machines are at. And my sister had already gotten here, so she started cleaning while I went and got those clothes. And I come back, and she she asked me, "Does that one blind on the end ever just swing randomly, or when the heater goes off?" Or and I was like, "No, that one usually doesn't move. It's the middle one usually." And it was moving back and forth a little bit. And apparently, my sister knew it wasn't Logan because Logan had been sitting there the whole time watching it too. And mm. it was just like some someone was saying hi to my sister, apparently. Hmm. Was, That's she's, interesting. She's had experiences too, so she wasn't, I mean, she was, I think, a little bit surprised, you know, but I mean, she's still, she's still she, she was okay, but there's still. Right. I thought that was really interesting. Right. Like, okay, good. Finally, now someone else, you know, has experienced that with those blinds. Saw the blinds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of, I didn't, didn't try not to show it too much, but I was, I was happy. I was like, okay, good. Now it's not just me. So. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a little kid and I'd see stuff move <laughs> on its own for the longest time, I was like, do I, is, are, is there something wrong with my eyes? Am I seeing, <laughs> yeah. you know, is that yeah. real? Is that actually real? And I still but I, I never, you know, well, Cause, yeah, cause I mean, you got to check up. it. I, I still do that now. Right, exactly. You know, you know, and so it's always good when someone says, no, that's moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a thing. It's, yeah. it's happening. Oh, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it's funny. So, yeah. 
but uh well what kind of uh you know do you have other sorts of experiences i mean did you have experiences at your home when you were when you were a kid you know you said your sister had had experiences yeah not so much as a kid that was always my cousin's house as i was getting older Mm -hmm. and then my grand our grandparents house here and there um different places i didn't really happen to start happening for me at home until i got older but also, hmm. I didn't start getting into all this and looking into all this until I got a lot older. Um, right. So as a kid, I was like, I didn't want anything to do with any of that, you know? I mean. Right. Until after the first few experiences, like, we're like, okay, well, those things happened, but I'm still here. So, you know. But even then, I wasn't interested in looking, you know, looking into it. Yeah. Right. So how what got you into looking into it and, and trying to understand it? I think a lot of it was my experiences here in my apartment because that whole thing with that girl, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of things that 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 was, you know, yeah. A lot of effort. Um, so yeah, I think that was, that was a big part of it. And just having all those other experiences over the years, I think, and hearing stories from other people that I knew here and there, um, Mm -hmm. there's also one, one experience that, a few of us in my my family had at my grandparents' house different times, but we all basically saw the same thing. And that was like, okay, well that that's not just someone imagining things, you know. So right. I can go into that real quick if you want. But uh Sure. So my grandparents uh moved to the town where I'm at now in Michigan here. Um mm-hmm. I think in the sixties. I should know that, but I, I always forget. But um, and they had um, with them they had my dad and my uncle and aunts there. Well, after they moved in, my grandma had uh, had this one time where she saw um, uh, it was an older woman, but it wasn't the same woman as at my cousin's house. Luckily, <laughs> um, but there's she went away from the stove for a minute, and then she came back, and there was a woman standing there in front of the stove. And she had on like a blue dress with like a white apron. And then she just disappeared in mm. front of my grandma. Now, some years, sometime later, my dad saw the same thing once in front of the stove and then once on the landing of the stairs going up to the second floor. And mm. the second time on, on that landing, my dad saw her sweeping, sweeping the landing. She had a broom and she was sweeping the landing. And um, older woman, uh, white hair again, but just different woman, like I said. And but no one ever got any bad feelings from her. And right. So fast forward to years later, when my cousin and I would go over there, uh, my family would visit visit my, our grandparents there a lot whenever we could. So we were there a lot, and we happened to be there in the middle of the day one time. And we would always take the little hallway that was like a shortcut from the um, one the one part of the house to the rest of it, and that's where the stairway was going upstairs. And we went by the stairway, and we both saw this older woman in a blue dress with a white apron, not knowing any of these other sightings had happened at the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she was just standing on the landing, looking down at us, but she was almost kind of see through. 
Like we could see mm-hmm. the, cur- the, the curtains in the window behind her. Right. But this was after we'd had that experience, those experiences at his house, my cousin's house. And this did not scare us at all because like, okay, well, she's just standing there and she's not glaring at us. So, right. You know, this is okay. We can handle this, you know? Um, so, and this happened a few times when, when it, whenever we go past that landing, sometimes we would see her just standing there on that landing. And then I saw her one time. I almost wonder if there was a mix of residual images of her. And then this one time where I'm, I'm not sure if it was residual or not, because she was a little bit different. It was like she was made of blue light. This one time mm-hmm. I saw her at night. Um, everyone had gone to bed. I was laying on the couch trying to get to sleep, of course. And she came right by me again, so close I could have reached out my hand and, you know, touched her or had it go through or whatever it would happen. I didn't want to find out. But she walked past me and turned and went into the dining room and then went to the window and just stood there looking out the window like she was waiting for someone Mm -hmm. or something. And um, what's funny is where she was standing was right where uh, a, a table at the dining room table or chair at the dining room table was standing too. So she was occupying the same space. Right. And um, so eventually my, my cousin and I did tell my grandma about this after we kind of heard that she had had her own experiences and other places. And then also that seeing that same woman in the house come to find out my grandma had gone to the neighbor's house one day. And they were all friends. And the wife over there um, had to leave the room they were both sitting in. And my grandma saw a picture and realized that this picture was of an older woman in a blue dress, white apron. It was that same Mm -hmm. woman. Yeah. And the neighbor came back and said, oh, yeah, that's my husband's husband's mom. That's That's my husband's mother. And she was the original owner of the house that you're in now. So she's still there. She's still there. My older sister lived in the house for a little while after my grandparents had passed. And again, she's kind of interested in all this stuff. So she decided to one, one day after hearing about all these sightings, she had never seen the, um, the neighbors, you know, the original owner there. But um, this one night after everyone had gone to bed, my sister decided to try um, doing a mini EVP session electronic voice phenomenon session mm-hmm. and to see if what she would get, because again, my grandparents had passed and she'd heard of this, you know, the original owner being there. Um, and this was kind of when I was starting to get into all this. So we, I think we we're probably influencing, influencing each other a little bit here and there. But um, so she did this and she asked the, um, she asked if the na- if the original owner was still there, you know, we, we knew her name and everything. And, so she asked, named this this woman, and asked if she was still there. And she let the recording go for a little while and then stopped it and listened back. And she got a woman's voice saying, I'm still here. Wow. That's so, cool. Yeah. So that's my grandparents' house. And that's another place I've visited over the years after. Well, not even after. During, like when my grandma was still living there before she passed. And then after. That's another place I went to in my dreams, out of body experiences. So yeah, 
Yeah. That's interesting. I think it's interesting that you dream of and visit houses that were important to you in childhood. Yeah. Um, because I do the same thing. Mm. Um, and uh, my, my Graham's house doesn't exist anymore. It was torn down a long, long time ago. Mm. And, but it still exists apparently in my subconscious mind. And, and I go there fairly frequently and it's, it is different from what it was in, in real life a little bit. Okay. I mean, it's mostly the same, right? but it was an interesting place. It had these deep closets and an entrance into an attic that was a small door that my Graham called the cubby hole. Mm. Um, but it, it was like a three foot tall door and oh. she stored stuff in there. So she had all these strange things in there. You know, she was a, she was a pack rat um, because she had been poor and had lived through the depression. So she just kept hold of everything. Right. And that was useful. So in my dream, the, the cubby hole is bigger it's it's like it's like Doctor Who's TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside than it is right. on the outside, and it always has all kinds of weird treasury things in it. But huh? Yeah, yeah. Now the only other other dream kind of phenomenon that I've had happen. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but in sometimes over the years I've had dreams of places that I'd never been to. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up going there years later in person. Ah. And it was the same place. That's interesting. So you had recognition of a place you'd never been until yeah. you got there. And it wasn't like a. Well, tell uh, me. You, I'm sorry. Uh, elaborate on that. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. And what's interesting about that is it wasn't like a. There weren't people in these dreams. Like it didn't happen in real life the way it happened in the dreams. Right. Um, but the most, I, I would say the, the clearest one that I remember that happened, <coughs> excuse me, was, um. so I had this dream of being in like a um, a lounge, like a student lounge or like a, just a lounge area um, with tables and, and chairs and booths and stuff and, TV and TVs in the corners, a couple of the corners. And, but then on the back wall, there was this almost, I guess it'd be like a mural or something like that. that had these arrowhead uh, shapes along the the back wall and Mm -hmm. they were all different colors. And I remember kind of just floating around this room. There was no one else in it. There was no windows in it, in the room. And there were lights on, but they were almost like um, like safety lights or like emergency lights, just set really right. dim, you know. And right. so I hit. I was floating around this room, and I I saw that arrowhead shape, and I was like, you know what? This this wasn't my first time having one of these dreams, and I thought I need to focus on that because that's distinctive. Mm-hmm. This other stuff could be any lounge anywhere, maybe. So I focused on that, and then eventually. I never have control over when I I enter or leave these these experiences. It always just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. So, but I so the dream ended basically, or the journey, or whatever you want to call it. Years and years later, actually, it was when I was staying at the training center for the blind the, the second time. Um, I had that dream like maybe in my teens, maybe early twenties. 
didn't go to the place until I was like 31, 32. But I went there and it was basically a trade school. And one of the uh, instructors from the training center I was at was just showing us around. Um, just like to show what kind of what, what it'd be like to live in a place like that or to go to a place like that, you know, for training and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we were doing a tour of the place. And we walk into this room and it's a lounge. And I start looking around. And it's like, oh, okay. I, I, I've been here. I know how this goes. I was looking all around the, at the TV and the TVs and the, the tables and chairs and booths. Then, of course, I turned and I looked at the other wall, and it was that same arrowhead shape. It was mm-hmm. it was that room. It was the middle of the day. There are people all around coming and going, and the lights were on, like full lights were on. But I still knew, I'm like, okay, I was here in a dream one time. That's very interesting. I like that. Yeah. Um, the first time I had that happen was with the office. I had this dream where I was in like the small, this really small office, and I had just one one desk and one chair in front of me, and then a window in the wall behind that, and um, I could see like a um, street light outside that window uh, coming in a little bit, and that but that was all I could see. Right, and then a couple of years later, I did this uh, um, program with school where I went to work at an office building to volunteer there. And this one day, someone there said, "Here, take this file to so and so. They're over in that direction." And so I went the way they said. And in this office, they had these filing cabinets that they almost use as like te- like temporary walls. They're set up mm-hmm. like walls, but they're filing cabinets. And I entered this one room that was made of these filing cabinets, and there was that same table and desk, same window behind it, and uh, you know, but there was someone sitting in the room at the time because it was the office. So I gave the person their file, and I had to like force myself to leave the room because the walls here are exactly the same height in that dream as they were. When I was there in person, I just hadn't realized in the dream because it was dark what the walls were made out of. It was right. those filing cabinets. Oh, that's really interesting. And it was daytime in, in real life, but it was nighttime, you know, when I saw it, when I went there um, in my dream. So and I didn't know what that building was until I went there a couple of years later. That's fascinating. I like that. It's, I it's, like that a lot. A lot of that has slowed down over the years now. I don't have that mm-hmm. as much. If, if it does happen, it's mainly just visits to my grandparents' house or my aunt and uncle's house here and there. But going through, like, from my teens, I would say, up till my 20s or so, I had those experiences where I'd have a dream, and then months or years later, I'd go to that place in person. That is so neat. I really like that. That's 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 interesting because it it brings up questions of time and space. Yeah. You know, it it makes me think, you know, our consciousness is not bound in time the way we think of time existing. You know, we, linear time is a construct of humanity, you know, 
Yeah. It, it's not, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and, but we're so connected to it working that way that when things like this happen, it seems impossible, but clearly it's not. Yeah. It seems impossible until it happens several times and you're like, okay, well. Yes, this exactly. Just one Clearly, thing or two things or three things. It's like five or six or seven mm -hmm. or eight things. It's like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So consciousness is not bound by time the way that we think of it as existing. Our bodies are, but yeah. our minds are not. So that is that is fantastic. That's really, really interesting. Yeah. Um Maybe maybe someday people will be able to, you know, control these things and and you know do it at will. That would be really fascinating. Yeah. Although you know some people would probably do it, do bad things with it. So maybe it's yeah. just as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. I've had people ask me that. You know, why don't you look into doing you know doing that willingly? It's like, well. I don't know if I want to do that. That's kind of, I have a very, um, I like to, I don't mind if I have experiences with all this stuff, but I don't like to try to engage with it a lot intentionally. Um, right. Just in case, you know, I like yeah. to be careful. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. I think that's, that's prudent really. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, you know, if people could do this, willingly easily they there they probably would there would it would be much easier to do bad things with it you know that you could spy on people and yeah that wouldn't that wouldn't be good well that was the thing with that but, one time i appeared at my my aunt and uncle's house what was their house it wasn't their house anymore and i knew i could hear people beyond the door you know in the rest of the house and, and I was yeah like, no i don't want to be I don't want to be interfering with, with their lives. They don't know me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, what if they could possibly see you? You don't really want to scare people. No, no, that's, that's not, that's not cool. It's completely uncool. In fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but no, it's been a, it's been an interesting life and little things here and there still happen. And, and uh, I, I definitely, like I said, I don't try to initiate all this stuff, but I love, you know, looking into it when it happens and and uh, trying to figure things out. I think it's I think it's great that you, you know, have engaged with it and and you, you know, I, I really, really like how you handled the little girl. Um, that was very, I, I think it was very, very, uh, compassionate. You know, a lot of people would be afraid. Yeah. And, and I don't think that that's necessarily the way to be with something like that. You know, she clearly was trying to communicate with you for a purpose and it was clearly not to frighten you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you, you did the right thing and, and, basically letting her tell her story, you know, so that you know her and remember her. Yeah. And I thought about looking into trying to look into everything, but the thing is I'm legally blind 
and the town, the place where they have records for all that stuff, you know, for going further back, it's it's not open a lot. And I also yeah. felt like, you know what? She's told her story. I don't really feel like yeah. I have to look into it more now. You know, once yeah. she was gone, it was like, okay, she did whatever she had to do, and I can leave it at that, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's that's perfectly sound. You know, you're not proving it to science. You know, you don't have to pick up evidence. Yeah. You were talking with, you know, you were talking with an, another individual. Yep. Uh, she just happened to not be living. But that doesn't make her any less of a human with some privacy. It doesn't make her any less of a person. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think you did the right thing. You know, I'm curious, so I probably would have looked into it, but that's me. I'm nosy. Right. And, and I'll admit to it. Yeah. Um, if it would have been a lot easier, yeah. I, I might have, but just given all the logistics of doing that, I was like, no. I, yeah. Yeah. Again, it's not necessary. Yeah. She, she, she got to make a connection with you, and and I think it, it gave her uh, peace, and and she could rest after that, and I think that's that's really good. Yeah. Yep. Well, do you have any other story before we go? Well, um. I could talk about the one time I heard an EVP that I'd also heard the same voice uh, over the phone and in person. Yeah, see, that's awesome. <laughs> Lay that on me. Lay that's that cool. on me. Yeah, this goes back to, I'm going to be condensing a lot here just because there's a lot of other stuff that happened at this training center I mentioned a couple of times. But um, at one point during one of my, my first visits years ago, when this is uh, when I was like 18 or 19, um, I went there for a couple weeks each summer for a couple of years. And at one point they had this, um, they had these two apartment units. They're set up like apartments instead of just dorm rooms. Um, mm -hmm. And so it had like a, a living room and a, and a kitchen and a, a bathroom and everything. But the one that I was assigned to was on the opposite end of the building away from all of the other, the other dorms. And the first night I went in there, I started hearing like knocking on the um the all the walls and the ceiling in the kitchen room, which is a small room, and it was it was all like all over the place. And it wasn't like an in lines or patterns, it was just random here, there, over there, here. But um and that was that was strange. But the um the thing that happened with the voices that night, I tried to um I wanted to lay down and go to sleep, but the room felt weird. It just felt, it would, I didn't know if it was a presence or what, but it just felt weird. So I decided to not turn the lights off all the way. And so they had like those dimmer, dimmer dials or whatever. Right. Um, but as I was laying there trying to get to sleep, I started hearing a woman's voice and I couldn't understand what she was saying, but, I was hearing it, and then I'd wake up the rest of the way and look around, and no one there, nothing there. And this happened a couple of times before I just decided, okay, I'm done. I'm not sleeping right now, apparently. I'm just going to go and <laughs> visit some of the other you know, public areas of the, the training center for now and come back later when I'm really tired to go to sleep. 
So I did that, and it was fine the rest of that night. Well, not too long after that, I was talking with a friend on the phone. This was in a weekday morning, like a Tuesday or Wednesday morning. I forget now. And um, I was in between. They had classes there for different things. And um, I was talking with a friend, you know, and they were they were home, and they were talking about, talking about how that, that was good and everything. And this voice that I recognized cut in on the phone saying something like, I'm coming down the hall right now which there's a hallway outside of the door. You know, that's how you get into the apartment there. And it was almost like they were just talking to, like, it was like they were working and they were talking to, you know, one of their coworkers or whatever. Mm -hmm. But what was odd about it was, like I said, it was that same voice I had heard before. And mm. I was not the only one to hear it. My friend. I was about to say, did the, the uh -huh. yeah, she was like, she said, "Who? What, what was that? Who was that?" And I had to say, "That's the voice I heard when I first moved in here." So we were both a bit creeped out about that. Yeah, you know, and but nothing else happened with that voice at that time. Well, I went back there years later, like I said, and there was still actually they had remodeled the place first of all in between, like two or three years before I went back there the second time, and. The apartment that was that used to be there wasn't even there anymore. They had turned it into like two small classrooms. Mm -hmm. But what's funny about that is I noticed that that energy had just moved into the kitchen classroom, which was right next door. And that room, it was fine, fine in the daytime, but if you went there at night, because they let students that were there work on, you know, making things at night sometimes. I would go in there and see friends that were in there, and it was like, okay, I know this. I know this feeling. This is from what was that apartment next door, you know, and it's mm -hmm. basically just moved over here. But anyway, so there was this one night I was staying up late. All my friends had gone, left the room to go to bed. It was like one or two in the morning, and um, this room I was hearing knocks on the windows behind me. Just soft ones, and but it didn't mm -hmm. make sense because that was like a courtyard out there, and it was in the middle of winter in Michigan. So oh, yeah. someone would have had to walk through snow to get to the windows to get to tap on them. Right, and there were bushes all along. I mean, there was there was a good. It wasn't like the path was right next to the window. It was a ways out right. from the wall, and so I was hearing that, and then. At one point, I, I saw through the, the um, window and the door leading into the, out into the hallway, different hallway, but into the hallway, I, I started hearing someone walking down the hallway, and they were, they were using a cane, a white cane, which is what you use to mm -hmm. get around. But the lights never turned on out in the hallway, and they're motion activated. Mm. So I was hearing that in the hallway, and I was hearing the tapping behind me. Eventually, I heard a louder tap on the window, and I looked around and saw it was a friend of mine. He wanted to be let in through a door in the room next door. So I let him in. He was all freaked out. So after he had left the room that night, he went back to his room, and he said he started hearing bumps and bangs in his room. And this was one of my friends that was, was watching all those shows with us, you know, the, the paranormal shows. 
So right. again, he decided to do an EVP session, try to get a voice or, or something or get the Naxon recording. And uh, he um, eventually he got a recording. He tried to play it for other friends that he passed on the way over to see me. It would not play. Hmm. And eventually he got to me, obviously, like I said, and then he played it and it was that same woman that I'd heard over a decade earlier. And <laughs> it literally said, looking for the one named James. Oh, oh, geez. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is oh, like boy. 10 years in between. I, I was I was a bit freaked out by that. Again, like we were yeah. talking about earlier, I don't get freaked out much anymore over stuff. It's it's pretty unusual. That freaked yeah. me out a little bit. Yeah, that would. I, that would, I, absolutely. I wish that my friend and I had been better at technology so we could have taken that recording off of his phone and I could have saved it somehow. But I also am not sure that would have worked because after that played, after he played it for me that one time, he had issues with his phone working right after that for a while until he was eventually able to delete that file. And then mm -hmm. once he deleted it, his phone worked fine. Yeah. I can see that. So I can I can totally see that. Yeah. There was Wow. Yeah, you don't bands, you don't want your you know yeah, that was you the don't main want thing. your sorry. Yeah, you don't want your phone haunted. No. You, you, that that's not no I have enough problems with electronic stuff without haunting issues on top of everything. You don't want extra. Yeah. Know. So wrapping and tapping and yeah. yeah. The same lady's voice. That's wild. Yeah. There was footsteps that people would hear and I would hear in that building at different places when you were walking around, like at night, if there was no one else around, you would hear walking, you know, you would hear walking behind you in some of the classrooms. If you went to like the computer room, <clears throat> excuse me, the first time I went there, had that happen where I was sitting at night up in the computer room at night and there was a small little room. And the door was closed, and I started hearing walking back and forth behind me. And yeah. th there was basically going through chairs, you know, to do it. Yeah. Um, I would see figures out in the in the courtyard when I would sit when I would sit in the library, and I would see them out of the corner of my eye, just a dark figure, and I'd look turn and look toward it and it'd be gone. Yeah. So that place had some activity, you know. Spanning a decade, over a decade, probably. I. That's that's I, really interesting. It's one of those places that I would now I would love to be able to investigate it to like stay there alone or with a few people, for mm -hmm. you know a few nights because I didn't feel like it was all bad there. Um, no. it was just it was just a presence was just there, especially in that one area. Yeah. And but it's a government facility, so I don't. The chances of that happening. You know, <laughs> yeah, probably. that's that's fairly slim. Yeah, so, but yeah, so I'd say that's probably the most that, that one. Then, like I said, my grandparents' house, where several people saw the same thing. Those are probably two of the most, and then the the girl in here. But those are some of the most impressive ones to me because it wasn't just a random knock or bumper, you know. Yeah. 
So even a sighting, it was it was multiple things. Yeah, I'm really fascinated with EVPs and voices, and yeah, I do find that interesting. I just mean the chances of that same voice. Yeah, like that's a decade apart. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So. But, yeah. So that's. So it's what it's been like to be me. Just all kinds of weird stuff here and there, you know. I I think it's great. Oh, I, you know, I love you're it. not you're yeah. not upset by it. You, no. It's it's just how life is. It's so interesting. And that's, I mean, to try to yeah consider what all this could be is just so much fun. Yeah, yeah. You've got a very positive outlook on it, and I think that's that's great. Um, and, and I, I like to present stories like yours because for the people who've never experienced anything and then suddenly experience something, they often are afraid. Yeah. And hearing stories like yours might help them understand that they don't have to be afraid, that it isn't necessarily something negative. And, uh, I think, I think that's, that's you know, the more stories like yours that are out there, the better, I think. Yeah. Yep. That's, well, thank you. Yeah. No problem. That's um, that's why I started my own podcast. That's why. I think that's great. Well, what is the name of your podcast and where can people find it? Yeah, it's called Salcedo Paranormal. And um, okay. it's available. It's the main web is on Podbean. It's salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. And um, I've actually just recently moved up to doing uh, five shows, basically Monday through Friday now. Oh, wow. Little like half hour to 45 minute shows, you know. Some are um, are where I just find stories from the web about, you know, experiences. And, and then other shows I do um, specific topics, you know. So I mix those two together. Yeah, it's a lot like of fun. That. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Well, thank you for being with me. Thank you for sharing. I'm so glad that you reached out and talked with us. No problem. And, uh, I love you, your show. It you was... came to be on the show. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I do. So happy to be here. Well, thank you very much. Yep. Well, that's all for this week's episode of the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. If you have any questions or thoughts about the podcast or would like to come and talk about your experiences of the paranormal, you can contact us at 6djk67 at gmail.com. We promise to even answer you, and we are always happy to hear from you. Thank you. (laughs) 